Welcome to Reinventing Professionals, a podcast hosted by industry analyst Ari Kaplan, which shares ideas, guidance, and perspectives from market leaders shaping the next generation of legal and professional services. This is Ari Kaplan, and I'm speaking today with Esther Cho, a shareholder with Kiesel, Young, and Logan, and the chair of the firm's executive committee. She also serves on the firm's diversity and inclusion committee. Hi, Esther. How are you? Hi, Ari. Thank you so much for inviting me to speak to you today. I'm doing very well. It is a privilege, and I'm looking forward to our conversation. So tell us about your background and your practice at Kiesel, Young, and Logan. I joined Kiesel, Young & Logan when I was a law clerk in law school, and I've been with the firm for more than 20 years. My story is actually not that unique to our firm. There's something like 82 plus percent of the firm has been with Kiesel, Young & Logan since our inception (laughs) into the legal community. So I serve on the firm's executive committee as the chairperson. With respect to my practice, it's been primarily focused on defending financial services firms, when they're in litigation and with a special focus on arbitration and securities litigation and banking lit, also doing some employment litigation within that sector of the financial services industry. How do you balance your practice with serving as the chair of the executive committee? Our firm is still very much of a first-generation law firm. We just celebrated our 50-year anniversary last year. Our founding partner is still very much involved in the firm leadership and the day-to-day activities of the firm. That's how the firm was established in the beginning and how we ran ourselves for a long time. About three years ago, there was a thought that we should formalize the leadership of the firm now that we were 47, 48 years into it. So the executive committee was formed. I sat on that committee for a couple of years, and it was just last year in February that we decided that we should have some additional formalization and that there should be a chairperson of the executive committee. And I was voted in in February of last year, and then we all got sent home in the pandemic. It's a relatively new role for the firm. Obviously, it's a new role for me. My role as the chairperson, personally, as well as the firm, we're still figuring it out still a year later. The pandemic has refocused us in different directions throughout the last year. I'm still practicing. I'm carrying pretty much a full caseload for me. And I wouldn't really want it any other way because I'm a litigator and I love to practice. So most of my time is still spent in practicing and case handling. I do obviously devote time to serving on the executive committee as well as serving as a chair And sometimes it's 20% of that and 80% of this, and sometimes it's 30% of that. It's been kind of fluid for the past year. Have you changed your approach to leadership in the pandemic? Yes and no. So I think my leadership style is that I'm a consensus builder. I'm a collaborator. And it's an approach that really aligns pretty well with the culture of the firm. Like I said, most of us have been together our entire career. We have a very unique firm culture. The partners go on partners retreats and we bring our families together. And sometimes they're in Hawaii and sometimes we go skiing in Utah. We also have retreats with our associates where they bring their significant others and families along. We also go to awesome places with our staff people. So with respect to the firm culture, it's a vibrant part of our firm culture to spend a lot of time together and to really get to know one another. I've always been a consensus builder, a collaborator, and eliciting feedback from all levels of the firm has always been important to me. Listening and understanding the concerns of the folks from all the way top down, 
different ideas and opinions of all of the folks at the firm. That's very critical to me. And that's really how the firm operates. The partnership has always been consensus and making sure that everybody's viewpoints are heard. So in the pandemic, it's been a little bit heightened and more of that. And it's also been more intentional in terms of I can't pop into people's offices and chat with them. It's got to be more intentional because we're not all physically in the same place. So it's been a lot of phone calls. It's been a lot of Zooms. It's been with one-on-one. It's been with smaller groups of folks. We've all had to figure out how to do this from a virtual world. And with respect to leading, I've had to pivot too, but it's been good. It's been actually very intentional, whereas before it felt a little bit more organic. You mentioned all of these different activities with different constituencies within the firm. How have you been able to maintain and strengthen that culture in a virtual environment? We're not gathering in person, so that's been hard, especially for a firm like ours. But we've been able to try to mimic some of those gatherings virtually. We have an all-firm virtual standing happy hour on Thursdays, and when people are available, they try to join. We've had themed happy hours. We've had different competitions and contests and breakout rooms so that we can connect with one another Quite frankly, it's been really nice. There's been some good takeaways from that because we usually did it within each office. But because we're doing this virtually, there's really no geographic limitations. I've actually had a great time getting to know some folks from other offices that I wouldn't have maybe spent as much time with socially. So that's been great. Last summer, we we decided to keep our summer associate program and we did it all virtually. We had to get really creative about how we were going to do this. Our usual summer program, what we do is we work with the students and we have a summer event once a week where we gather and we go do fun things with them so that we can get to know each other. It's also a fun opportunity for the rest of us who are not (laughs) summers anymore to get out and have some fun with one another and at the same time getting to know some of the summer clerks. So again, we had to get pretty creative with our virtual events. And I thought our summer recruiting team did a fantastic job figuring out different events so that we can get to know the summer clerks better. Also, there have been personal check-ins with folks, one-on-one or smaller groups, trying to mimic the water cooler talks. People want to stay connected and people have been very intentional about doing that. So that's been fun. You mentioned the different locations. The firm actually has five offices, including a location in Hong Kong. How are you managing the transition back from remote to in-person activities? I'm sure others are struggling with how to do that because we're in different locations. I'm not sure that all of us will come back in the same way at the same time. We're still noodling through those issues internally. There's still restrictions in place for the places that we do have offices, So we're still 100% remote at this time, but we're thinking through and trying to noodle through what it will look like when we eventually return to the office. A lot of us have had success doing this from home. I mean, in the beginning, it was a little bit painful to pivot from being 100% in the office, but people have adapted and people are doing really well. For some, it's really led to a different sort of a lifestyle. I'm not sure exactly what it's going to look like, but we're working through those issues. And I am confident that we'll be able to figure out how to do this in a way that makes sense for everybody or the firm. Also to really take the good parts of remote working that we've been able to tease out of remote working, whether that's collaboration with other offices or even marketing and seeing clients. 
we used to hop on planes and see people and go and shake hands and have lunch and cocktails with folks, which is all great. But, you know, it did take away from the billable hour or wear and tear on your body. Now that we were forced to be at home, a lot of us have gotten really creative about how to be out there without actually hopping on airplanes. So there are going to be some good takeaways from us having to do this from home. Has the inability to meet in person affected the firm's diversity initiatives? No, and I'm really proud of that. Early on, we made a commitment to one another that we were not going to go backwards and that we were going to push forward, even as we were struggling with all other aspects of the business, as a lot of us were, as we had to quickly figure out how to work from home. We had made such great progress on this issue, especially for the past few years. One of the things I'm really proud of is we decided in quarantine that we were going to seek the Mansfield certification for mid-sized firms, which was made available to us last year. We had a great summer class with all diverse candidates. Our recruiting efforts have been really stepped up in that space as well. So there's been a lot of stuff in the last year with respect to social unrest and race issues. And I think it's really gotten everybody thinking more about these issues and trying to figure out what we can do, what part we can play in such an important issue for the legal community and just society at large. We've actually done more in the last year than we've ever done. How can firms facilitate meaningful conversations about diversity and inclusion? I was mentioning some of our happy hours, at least on a few of those gatherings, we decided to talk about what was going on out there after George Floyd. And I think as a firm, we were able to have meaningful conversations about that. We've been in conversation about the AAPI hate issues because of what happened in Atlanta. There's been robust discussions in the larger group and smaller groups and people really taking charge of those conversations from the senior leadership, as well as amongst our staff. We're encouraging that sort of conversation. It's also something that our DNI committee that I serve on has been also focused very heavily on. We're working on a series where we're going to give people an opportunity to tell their stories. And I'm a big believer in the story format. I think it helps people to relate to some of the struggles. I've heard personally, just serving on this role for the past year and talking to people like you are in podcasts or giving presentations or even within the firm, I've had so many people reach out and say representation matters. And I'm so encouraged that your firm puts you in a place of leadership. How can law firms reset and return even stronger? Those skills that we learned because we had to learn doing virtual depositions and virtual hearings, that's going to be valuable in terms of potential savings to our clients when we offer those sorts of services. After the pandemic, even some of our clients have told us that they're really thinking about doing remote mediations on a regular basis, even after everybody returns back and people can hop on planes touching base with our clients, being able to do it virtually and being creative in doing that is going to be helpful on a go forward basis instead of being limited to your calendar of when you can fly to New York to see a client. There is going to be many more opportunities to connect with folks because we figured out how to do this virtually. I really think one of the most valuable things that came out of this is our cross office collaboration that we've had between the offices. That's something I think that's going to allow us to come back stronger. 
the fact that we are closer to one another in some ways, the folks in other offices, because we've really been trying to cultivate our relationships more and to try to connect with one another more in an intentional way. This is Ari Kaplan speaking with Esther Cho, a shareholder and the chair of the executive committee at Kiesel, Young and Logan. She also serves on the firm's diversity and inclusion committee. Esther, thanks so very much. Thanks, Ari, for having me. Thank you for listening to the Reinventing Professionals podcast. Visit ReinventingProfessionals.com or AriKaplanAdvisors.com to learn more.